0: This is Ralph Velasco here on the Traveling Image Makers podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, Ugo is not going to be able to join us today. He is in the air somewhere over Europe. But uh, today I'm with a gentleman who at first and foremost is a very good friend of mine from Slovenia, Dan Brischke, and he's a fellow photographer who has an truly invaluable as my local guide and fixer on our highlights of the adriatic trip in the past according to his online biography dan is an expert outdoor photographer he specializes in mountain landscape photography in the alps and spends most of his time in the wilderness searching for the right location and waiting for the perfect light Although the Alps are his favorite photographic subject, he also shoots mountaineering, climbing, outdoor activities, portraits, and related commercial projects. And when the weather is unsuitable for work in nature, he engages in studio and architecture photography. His work regularly appears in exhibitions at home and abroad and has received several prizes at International Salons of Photography and can be found at danbrisky.com, which will of course, put a link in the show notes, too. Welcome to the show, my friend, Dan. How are you, and where are you calling from?
1: Hey, hi, Ralph. Uh, thank you for that uh, kind introduction. Um, I'm currently in uh, Ljubljana, in Slovenia, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this uh, interview. As I've always looked forward to our trips uh, together, uh, I have to say that they were uh, those tours uh, with you uh, were some of my favorites uh, all along. Everything was usually quite smooth. Uh, nice people, uh, nice clients
0: wonderful that's that's nice of you to say yeah we've we've had some fun for sure and uh, we will absolutely talk about slovenia and uh, your area because it's uh, it's it's one of my favorite parts of europe to be sure Uh, before we go much further i I told the folks a little bit about your background but uh, why don't you tell us about yourself and the steps that led to your becoming a photographer and an expert in what I would consider extreme photography in Slovenia and so many other destinations in your region?
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> actually, um, I used to climb a lot. Uh, I used to go to the mountains a lot, and I always enjoyed uh, nature, wildlife. And I just kind of started taking my camera with me to bring back some slides to show them uh, to my friends and so on and uh, eventually I started from, you know, just taking some snaps for memories. Uh, I was trying to get better pictures to better represent the the things that I saw uh, or perhaps the emotions that I felt at that uh, moment, you know, perhaps somewhere in the mountains uh, when the light was changing, when I saw some animals and so on. And um, I got really uh, hooked on photography and uh, now... uh, I actually go to the mountains to take photos, <laughs> and it used to be other way around. I went uh, hiking or climbing and uh, took uh, camera with me as you know something secondary. And now uh, photography is my primary goal. Right? Now now I go climbing so I can take photos.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you go to some uh, pretty extreme uh, measures to uh, get some of the photographs that you that you that you managed to take and, and we'll certainly put some links to your photographs we've got photographs uh here in the show notes but um you know what do you think are some of the best qualities of a good photographer um well
1: yeah i think uh i think the like the a good photographer uh will always try to create opportunities for himself uh so i don't think the i don't know the the uh, best qualities, uh, taking care of your gear or anything, but just, uh, you know, uh, being able to create opportunities for yourself, either by traveling to places that are interesting, uh, by meeting uh, new people, uh, by setting up photo shoots, uh, you know, exploring your surroundings or exploring uh, the different countries and so on. mm
0: mm-hmm. I like
1: that. Uh, I would say that's the, the main thing that makes a good photographer.
0: Sure. And if you weren't a photographer, what else might you be doing?
1: Um, well, I was always kind of uh, interested in being a policeman or a crime investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went uh, to study law. Uh, but that at the same time I started taking more and more photographs and I kind of lost interest, uh, in, uh, in law. So I dropped out of uh, college and, uh, uh, then worked at the camera store for a year and then enrolled, uh, into a different college for photography. But yeah, I just, I got totally hooked in photography and uh, decided that that's what I want to do, that I want to spend, uh, uh, most of my days, uh, outdoors, that I don't really uh, want to uh, spend most of my time uh, locked in an office and so on. That was the
0: main decision. Yeah, I understand that. Um, yeah. You know, you go to some pretty remote places there in Slovenia and and all over that region. Tell us, uh, first of all, tell us about Slovenia. Um, and I, I know parts of it. Uh, they, we included in our highlights of the Adriatic tour. Ljubljana, of course, is the the capital. Lake Bled is uh, one of those postcard locations that people have probably seen uh, pictures of. Just stunningly beautiful, with uh, beautiful island church there in the in the lake. Um, what are some reasons that people should go to Slovenia, and why?
1: Uh, well, the best thing about Slovenia is that it's a really small country. Which is at the same time very uh, versatile. It has a lot of uh, div- diversity in uh, nature and in towns, because uh, Slovenia lies just uh, south of Austria, uh, east of Italy, it's, uh, and then west of uh, Hungary and uh, west uh, north uh, northwest of Croatia. So a lot of cultures uh, mixed here. Uh, We have some pretty interesting scenes uh, at the seaside, like uh, Piran, which is a a coastal town with Venetian uh, influence, Uh, and then uh, capital Ljubljana, which is in the middle of Slovenia, a really friendly city with uh, also lots of interesting architecture, uh, interesting styles from Germanic to Venetian. Um, And, of course, uh, then we have the mountains in the north and uh, northwest, some plains in uh, northeast, and uh, lots of forest with uh, bears and wildlife uh, on the east side. Uh, And uh, a lot of places are pretty pretty picturesque. Like, uh, I think most people know about Lake Bled, uh, but you can find, if you so even if you stick to the main tourist points like Bled, Piran, Ljubljana, Bovets, you can see pretty interesting things, but uh, we also have a lot of nice uh, smaller villages and so on that are just kind of a bit off the road. So if you come to Slovenia and you're prepared to uh, walk a bit or you know take short hikes, I think you can uh, discover much more than uh, uh, just some, some of the places that are perhaps now... Uh, really trending on internet
0: yeah and uh boeing is a place that uh, we go to on our trip that's just outside of bled yeah Uh, boeing is nice uh, yeah beautiful beautiful place um what are some of the locations uh, that you find yourself returning to over and over again um, mainly mainly to photograph
1: well to photograph uh a lot of times some scenes in the mountains uh, some scenes in Gorenska region that that uh, that's the region where blit and bohin are um and then uh, of course the trenta valley which is the uh, the valley in the middle of triglow national park mm. uh, you have it's a small valley but it has uh, numerous water streams that are really nice uh lots of wildlife around there uh, and uh, a lot of old uh, buildings that are protected buildings that are protected by Triglo National Park so uh, yeah that's one of my fa- favorite places
0: yeah and uh, you took us there this last trip uh, which was uh, maybe 10 months ago and uh, that that it was uh, just gorgeous gorgeous part of the country how, m- how many people uh, what's the population of Slovenia uh, only two million. Two million. Yeah. 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 So it's a it's a very small country by most standards. Uh, not very populated, but the 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 beauty is absolutely stunning, and uh, you've got the Julian Alps there, right? And
1: yeah, uh, um, the Julian Alps. Uh, then Cumanic uh, Savinian Alps. Uh, then we have the Pannonian Plain, and then uh, the Adriatic uh, on. Uh, south uh, west
0: right so you've got some coastline there on the adriatic sea yeah Yeah. just a a lot of variety like you said and that's what i look for when i put my trips together is variety Uh, there's wonderful food the capital city of Ljubljana is uh, just really quaint and very walkable very photogenic Um, yeah we stay right there in the old town wonderful wonderful place uh, what do you do to maintain your creativity and to keep things fresh uh, for you and your clients I mean you know how do you avoid burnout
1: uh, well at the moment I'm doing a uh, couple of different uh, things in photography so one on one side I'm taking uh, uh, like portrait shots and so on and on the other side I'm taking a lot of uh, nature shots and uh, wildlife shots so It's. I don't get uh, caught in a routine uh, that way, Uh, so that's pretty good. And uh, besides that, I lead some uh, photo tours, so uh, it kind of adds to how to say uh, versatility, or uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, it makes things always uh, interesting. I I rarely get uh, you know caught up uh, in something that I've done uh, over and over and over again and, uh, so I'm I don't remember really being bored on a, <laughs> on a trip or
0: uh, on an assignment yeah I, I understand uh, it I consider myself a travel photographer and I, you know I say a travel photographer has to be uh, jack of all genres and mm-hmm. uh, you know pretty pretty good at, at some but uh, it, it it does that variety that makes it so fun and and not just sitting in a studio only shooting portraits or tabletop type stuff or or just shooting landscapes. But it's it's that variety of all these different types of photography that we get to do that that allows us uh, to keep it fresh. And I think uh, I think that's what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah, sure. Because it's if you're you're traveling to different countries, you're uh... You're shooting different uh, scenes, like cityscapes, uh, naturescapes, uh, some uh, people portraits. And, uh, yeah, I think that always keeps it interesting. Um, I think I would get bored if I was just, I don't know, shooting uh, tabletops or, uh, I don't know, just products day after day, shooting, Mm -hmm. I don't know, let's say shoes, for example, or something Mm -hmm. like that. But, uh, yeah, it's... I I think every... uh, every photo shoot for me is interesting and every trip is uh, a bit different. So uh, I never get bored, you. Really.
0: <laughs> That's great. Uh, are you able to relax in a place and, and put the camera down or are you always looking for the next shot? Do you always have your gear with you? Um,
1: I usually have my
0: gear uh, with me, but I don't know,
1: sometimes uh, I do go... Uh, a place just to relax or perhaps just go to mountains with the primary purpose of uh rock climbing uh, or hiking and um i have my camera with me but uh sometimes if, if there's nothing that interesting i don't even take it out and just you know think about uh, other stuff uh, and uh, especially i kind of uh I have a dog that I really like and um, perhaps some of the walks or uh, you know trips with the dog are the way to relax because I uh, I don't know I just put my mind on on different things uh, completely and uh, I don't
0: worry about uh, uh, work and so on. And you spend a lot of time in the mountains uh, camping right I mean you're you're typically not staying in hotels you're going to some f- fairly remote pretty uh a lot of high altitude type hikes because when i look at your photography and i see some of the, you know you're you're up at the top of these peaks is that right
1: uh yeah and i take a lot of photos uh in the evening and in the morning uh so a lot of times i just uh, sleep during the day when it's uh, hot and when the light is not uh, interesting for uh photography and uh, i take photos uh in the evening, in the blue hour, and then, uh, I walk to a different location during the night, uh, and, uh, take some more photos, uh, in the early morning hours. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do, uh, sometimes I just, I don't know, uh, bivouac or, uh, sleep outside, uh, and, if I can do it during the day, that's great, because, uh, I don't ne- even need to carry, uh, any special uh, <laughs> equipment? Uh, like a tent? To, yeah. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Weren't you telling me that you'll just sometimes maybe maybe lay down a blanket or something, if that, and you'll uh, just kind of crash right there for a while and
1: and oh, then yeah, move I've, on. I've even uh, slept uh, up there without uh, anything. I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there were some times when it wasn't really uh, comfortable, uh, especially in the early, sp- I mean, it happened, like, in the early spring, I decided to uh, spend the night in the mountains, uh, and I decided that I'm going to spend the mountain up there uh, only when I was uh, already up there, so I didn't have any, really, any, uh, anything uh, prepared, uh, no sleeping bag, no... Uh, no, no BV bag uh, nothing and uh, I just <laughs> found a place where there wasn't as much uh, wind uh, used uh, some uh, some of the rain cover that I used for my backpack uh, to cover myself and uh, basically uh, uh, lay that there until early morning when I started shooting again <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I know that, in general, you don't sleep much. You, you do love to get out early and stay out late, uh, photographing. Uh, so, I, for those of you who don't know Dan, he is a really funny guy. He's got some great stories. Uh, Dan, do you have any uh, quick stories that you could tell us from your travels, anything uh, funny that happened along the way?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have some funny stories, Uh So, like, two clients uh, fell into, like, bled, which wasn't funny for them, but uh, what's funny as hell for the rest of us. (laughs) And and, um, I have a pretty interesting story about a photo leader that uh, decided to sacrifice his uh, head for a photo opportunity uh, uh, for other uh, clients that were on the photo tour. And that... uh, it happened in Dubrovnik and the name of the tour leader was, uh, Ralph, uh,
0: Velasco. Oh, Do no. You know him? <laughs> I know him too well. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> Forgot so, <yeah>. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was last year, right? And we were on a tour together and, uh, you, you told me that, uh, there's this, uh, barber that has a really great place in Dubrovnik and that, we should go there, and that you're gonna h- have your uh, head shaven, and th- so that people can take photos while he's shaving your head. And um, the place was supposed to be really, uh, uh, how would you say it, like uh, vintage uh, looking, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Something like that, like a museum,
0: and, like a little museum.
1: Yeah, and even before we went there, you said, "Yeah, we should be there early because uh, uh, apparently." Uh, uh, a woman that uh, lives nearby or works uh, nearby told you previous year that uh, you should get there early because the man likes to uh, drink a bit.
0: Yeah, if I could, if I could okay. just tell, tell that story real quick. Uh, one of my clients on the previous year's trip found this man, said, we have to go back and get a shave there. Well, if you know me, I've gotten my head shaved and I shaved my beard. And uh, we go in there, and we're getting shaved, and, uh, sh- and and this woman walks in, and she starts talking to the barber uh, in Croatian, and she hears Patrick and I talking in English, and then in perfect English, she says, oh, where are you guys from? And uh, I said, well, I'm from Chicago, and he's from San Francisco. And he says, oh, my husband used to come in here all the time and get, sh- get a shave, and you're lucky that you're in here early, and it must have been 9 o'clock in the morning. She's, and I said oh yeah well why he says well he likes to have a few cocktails and by noon he's probably you know four in so my husband always used to make his appointments early in the morning <laughs> so I'm sorry to interrupt go ahead <laughs> Yeah. so we get
1: there early in the morning and uh, just at the time when uh, the barbershop should open but of course it it is closed and the man is nowhere to be found
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Uh, we spend some time there and then we start uh, going back and on our way back uh, <laughs> we see a man uh, coming towards us on the street with uh, with crutches and i mean like nothing when you would take a look at that man uh, i don't think that uh, you would think about precision in any way <laughs> i mean nothing about him said uh, precision or <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> you know, sort of minor, hobbling uh, along minor. right yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So I mean, even the the fact that he was late uh, was kind of uh, you know a bad sign because perhaps he had a he had a cocktail already. Yeah. Uh, and apparently the guy was was in an accident or something and mm. uh, you know couldn't even walk without uh, a crutch. But yeah, uh, Ralph decided to uh, to go in and have a shave uh, anyway. Still
0: and uh, sacrificing <laughs> yeah. one for the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um so uh, how did you feel when you uh, when he started uh to shave you because i remember that uh, you know you looked pretty normal uh, uh when you we got in and um the soon as soon as he started cutting you uh, you were getting paler and paler
0: well that was because the blood was <laughs> draining out of my head <coughs> from exactly <on> the- <laughs> From all the cuts that he made. I mean, well, what was funny is that the year before he had been drinking, he was smoking. He actually looked better this last year because apparently he had stopped drinking and smoking uh, oh. over the course of the year. But you wouldn't, that did not help his, his skills.
1: the drinking helps with his hand in his hand. But yeah, the, the, the blood was draining from uh, Ralph's face and at the same time uh, there were some red patches showing uh, on his head <laughs> and i rem- remember that the next day when i showed you uh, uh, some photographs or of your head uh, <laughs> your reaction was uh, my god that guy butchered me <laughs> oh it
0: was horrible <laughs> and he just and he kept trying to like like heal them by putting shaving cream over the bleeding wounds yeah yeah yeah. oh my god it was quite the experience but uh everyone got some some fun photographs and uh you know
1: no the the scene was great i mean uh (laughs) as far as photo opportunities go that was a great photo opportunity (laughs) and uh, we yeah we talked about that earlier when you said uh you know what are the qualities of a great uh photographer and i said you know to create a nice photo for opportunity yep. for uh, uh himself and uh well the actually a good uh qua- a quality of a good photo leader i think is to create a photo opportunity for his clients and you definitely <laughs> created one there
0: <laughs> that was fun yeah so uh, that was a good laugh I, I don't think i'll be going back there again uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, his his barbershop is like a little museum. I think it's been there for 50 or more years, and his father or grandfather started it, and he's taken it over. So it's it's like a little museum with all the pictures and things hanging on the wall, but it's it's really something to see. Well, yeah, great story. <laughs> Thanks for that. So I know you're photographing. uh, Tell us a little bit about your gear, and are you shooting any other type of content than just photographs? Are you doing video, time-lapse, slow motion, sound, things like that? Are you shooting with your smartphone at all? Um, I mostly do
1: photographs, uh, but I do a time-lapse from time to time. Uh, So, yeah, about gear, I kind of... uh, If you're interested, I I do use uh, Radian uh, for time-lapses. That's a device that rotates your camera, and it's pretty light, so I can take that uh, up to the mountains. And it doesn't take much space in my bag. Um, And from time to time, if I'm shooting wildlife, I do shoot some uh, video as well, to uh, perhaps just to show the animals uh, moving or some interaction between them and so on um
0: what about smartphone photography are you doing anything with that
1: um usually just for for my uh kind of for my archive or uh, mm-hmm. usually if i want to share uh, uh, photos with my friends uh you know i take a few uh, snaps and uh, send them uh, something, the photos. something quick yeah something quick yeah yeah, yeah. Quick, yeah. yeah i'm not doing a I'm, go ahead i don't know the the problem with uh, bigger cameras is that uh, it just takes time to share photos and so on yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um i i'm shooting more and more with my smartphone but not I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot of photography with it but i am using it quite a bit for for video and <laughs> and time lapse slow motion things like that it's Uh, and it, it's not video that needs to be like a one quality necessarily, but like you say, it's stuff that's easy to share, uh, you know, very short clips, uh, are, you know, some are better than others. So I I like to provide that variety of content or have that variety when I come back and I, I want to put together a slideshow or a video and, and you got to have the content in the first place.
1: Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. i the yeah, the phone is really convenient. I mean, uh, and the quality is quite good uh, these days. So, yeah, I, I completely understand that because it's. Uh, I mean, you always have it in your pocket, and it's uh, you can do video and uh, share it, and uh, the quality is just good enough for Facebook and uh, all the social media. So.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of gear, uh, just give us a quick overview of what what you're shooting with, what's in your bag.
1: Um, well, uh, most of the time I'm using two bodies, one is 5DSR, uh, Canon, and the second one is Canon 6D, and then I have a lot of, uh, kind of different gear, because I do portraits, so I use, uh, I know, Sigma 50mm 1.4, uh, and Sigma 135mm uh, 1.8 for portraits, and then I have, uh kind of totally different kit that i take uh, with me to the mountains uh which is a 24 to 70 millimeter lens uh 100 millimeter macro lens uh tilt and shift lens uh then 500 millimeter f4 uh, telephoto lens and uh recently i just bought a sigma 14 millimeter 1.8 lens for uh nighttime photography so i can capture some mountainscapes with uh, stars uh, with that lens and it's it's pretty neat because it's uh, really wide and uh, at the same time uh, really bright lens Mm.
0: and you're shooting uh are you still shooting quite a few models and in these remote locations um
1: well i'm trying to to do a series of photographs with models in uh, a bit remote locations. And uh, though this year I haven't done uh, that much uh, and I hope to to do more uh, shoots uh, now in August and September.
0: Yeah, and uh, you'll have to send us some some of those samples, and we'll put the link to your website in the show notes, but people will have to go to your website and, and just see the variety of shots that you get and those, those beautiful models that you photograph and, and these wonderful places. Do you have any uh, special tips that you can provide our listeners? Uh, are you using certain apps or software, uh, anything special that uh, people in our listening audience can benefit from?
1: I don't know if it's anything special. I do a lot of stuff in Photoshop. Um, I use uh, Canon Digital Photo Professional to convert uh, raw files, and um, I mentioned the Radian uh, device for time lapses. Uh, perhaps then I use some uh, Pluto Trigger for uh, lightning and stuff like that, or. Uh, uh, it can be activated by by light or by voice or by laser. Um, and I know an interesting apps. Uh, well, look, uh, a mutual friend of uh, ours that mm-hmm. runs tours around here is uh, uh, has developed that uh, app Snap Guides. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with that. A bit, yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. I so think I was in
1: apps- the and on the. Uh the beta of it a while ago. Yeah, that one is interesting. Uh, it because uh, it uh, you know shows uh, photo locations um, and uh, tells you about the time when you should be uh, there at the location, how to get there, what's the difficulty, what kind of gear you should use. Uh, so yeah, that's perhaps uh, a useful app if you're a traveling photographer.
0: Yeah, it's called Snap Guides, and our our mutual friend, uh, Luca Sanka, who I uh, need to have on the show, for sure, and he uh, he developed that, and it's a, it's a neat app for, like, specific locations and, like you say, gear, and it, it helps you to, you know, the user to get better pictures in these specific locations. Um, that's put together by photographers that know each of these locations, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any uh, special locations, secret locations in Slovenia? At least ones that you can share.
1: Uh, the ones that can share, yeah. If uh, like I've already mentioned, uh, the Trinta Valley. If you, mm. uh, I mean, definitely a a nice place to uh, explore. And then. Uh, Is that the national explore.
0: park? And didn't you live and work there at one time?
1: Yeah, I sp- I spent. Uh, quite a lot of time in National Park. Uh, I was taking some pictures for them for some uh, multimedia projects and so on. Um, and Trenta is just in the middle of the park and it has uh, this beautiful river Socha running through it. Uh, it's a really great place and uh, I don't I don't think it's that well known. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Especially if you go there in uh, autumn or in spring, uh, the valley is... Uh, pretty empty. You have tourists there uh, during summer because uh, a lot of people go to hike or to do other outdoor activities but in spring and, su- and in summer it's pretty uh, uh, lonely and uh, a nice nice place to spend some peaceful time. And then if if people are into hiking, the valley of uh, Triglow Lakes is pretty beautiful. Uh, yeah, that would be... Those, those are some I would say, locations that are not uh, uh, that well-known by foreigners.
0: Yeah, and uh, I can't tell you how stunningly beautiful Slovenia is, for those of you who haven't been there. And it's unfortunately, it's not real high on many people's radar. Um, A lot of people go to the more well-known countries and locations uh, when they're in Europe. But uh, if you haven't been, you absolutely have to get to Slovenia because it's just absolutely gorgeous and it's it's got everything you can need it's a it's a very clean and safe country just stunningly beautiful nature and Ljubljana is the capital is uh, just a quaint little town like I said very walkable great food wonderful restaurants and drink Um, cannot say enough about it always look forward to, to to getting back there uh, do you have any final advice for our listeners who are looking to travel to and photograph in Slovenia?
1: Um, yeah, well, if uh, if they are thinking about traveling in a group, or you know, if they need photo advice, of course they can. Uh, they should contact you and uh, join uh, one of our tours, mm-hmm. or uh, if they uh, if they decide to, I don't know, uh, go to Slovenia on their own. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I would uh, advise them to to look at the map, uh, pick some of the places like Ljubljana, Piran, and uh, I don't know, Bovec and uh, or Bled, and spend uh, spend a few nights at uh, every place because uh, most of those places have a lot of uh, you know interesting sites that are just nearby, and uh, if you spend I don't know two nights. Uh, At one place, I'm sure you can uh, fill that time just easily by uh, Mm -hmm. driving around or uh, hiking and discovering uh, more more and more places that are nice to photograph or just uh, nice to visit. Most Slovenians uh, know how to speak English, and uh, so, yeah, the the language, uh, there aren't any huge uh, problems with with the language for a foreigner.
0: Yeah, and being a small country, what is it, maybe three, four hours from one end to the other, uh, oh, you know, by car, the, by land?
1: Yeah, from, if you go, if you let's say if you live in Ljubljana, you have, uh, in an hour and a half or something like that, you can be on one side of the country and in an hour and a half on the other side. It's, uh, from Ljubljana, it's uh, two and a half to three hours to Venice, um a few hours more to uh, vienna uh you know uh, let's say two two hours to croatian coast uh it's everything's pretty near uh salzburg is uh, near so yeah you can actually you know you can spend a lot of time here and just uh perhaps uh explore slovenia and do some day trips uh to, to those uh, places like Salzburg, Venice and
0: so on yeah, it's very nearby these uh, other wonderful locations and and Ljubljana yeah. is a an international airport that's very easy to fly in and out of and uh, it's very centrally located and like you say you could you could really just base yourself in Ljubljana and then just take day trips, um, although it is uh, Bled is a wonderful place to stay and and we stay in in a, a little valley there. Uh, That sort of uh, spokes off of the lake. And uh, we visit uh, a a woman who harvests bees for honey. And uh, that's a nice experience getting up to Bled Castle. Uh, The views up there are absolutely gorgeous. So imagine yourself overlooking this lake with this island church and these beautiful uh, glacial mountains around. Um, and and I've not been in the winter. I'd love to go in the winter because I've seen some of your photographs from the winter, and it just looks amazing. Oh,
1: yeah. if I mean, uh, the only problem is that we're getting less and less snow, but uh, mm-hmm. if we get a nice shipment of snow, uh, the landscape uh, looks totally different and uh, really, uh, really beautiful. Um, Great. But, yeah, you are weather-dependent. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like, like always with, with travel photography or outdoor stuff.
0: And what I love about Lake Bled itself is that you can walk around the whole lake and you know at, at a just a, a reasonable pace in what maybe an hour and a half, and
1: uh, yeah, I would say something like that, hour and a half to two hours or something if you stop and take photos.
0: I highly recommend taking three or four hours to do so because <laughs> uh, okay. it's so beautiful. And then they've got these very traditional, unique Pletna boats that um, I think you'll only see there. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh,
1: those boats are only used at uh, Lake Blit. There are some similar boats, uh, I think, at a place in Germany, but uh, they're a bit different.
0: So. Uh, and those uh the the people who are running those boats now those are that that license that they must have is handed down for generations
1: right yeah the the original licenses licenses were handed uh, to them by the austro-hungarian ruler maria Teresa, and now they are just handed down from generation to generation um, and uh, some of those those guys even uh, build their own boats mhm uh, so, like, uh, at the pl- we we usually stay at Selo uh, when we are at mm-hmm. Lake Blade. Right. and the guy that owns that place uh, also uh, rows a Plitna boat, and uh, he also knows how to make uh, Plitna
0: boats. Yeah, they're 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 a very unique looking boats. Uh, it, it very loosely, sort of, you know, maybe like a gondola in a way, where the the man is at the back and he's got oars and he's. He's, he's he's rowing from the from the back and uh, the people are in front they're covered, very colorful and they'll take people out on the lake and out to the island church which is a beautiful church, uh, what is there 101 steps that go up from the shore
1: Oh, I'm not sure
0: about that <laughs> I think so, something okay. like that, 100, 101 steps and isn't it a tradition for uh, a lot of weddings take place there and The man is supposed to carry the bride up the stairs?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a sight to see. The man has to grab the bride and uh, carry her all the way up, which is uh,
0: not a short walk. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's quite a few stairs. Uh, So I can't imagine having to carry someone up those stairs. Um, Well, do you have any upcoming tours, classes, or anything, speaking engagements that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, well, I have some nothing that special. I have some tours in uh, <clears throat> in autumn, September, October. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, no, I don't really do speaking engagements. Uh, perhaps very rarely, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if people ask me in Slovenia. But uh, yeah, nothing that special. Uh,
0: do you yeah. uh, do you do any private tours? If someone were to contact you, would you take them out for a fee and? Uh, show uh, them some of your locations, or is that something yeah, that's got to yeah, be more sure. official?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, we do private tours as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, the easiest way to to book a private tour is uh, perhaps through uh, Luca's uh, website. So Luca Asenko, we can provide them with a the link, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they, can, uh, they can ask for a private tour uh, there
0: yeah if, if you're going to Slovenia to especially to photograph, then Dan and Luca are your your guys. These are the guys that you want to go with. Um, I don't have the highlights of the Adriatic tour on my calendar for the next year or two. Uh, I'm sure we'll do it again, but if if you're looking to get there anytime soon, Dan and Luca are certainly the ones to uh, to reach out to. So Dan, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, so my, uh, web address is, uh, danbriski.com. Uh, we can provide the link probably cause, mm-hmm. uh, yep.
0: uh, are you on it's, social it's, media? It's, Do you have social media
1: accounts? Um, yeah. Um, I have, uh, Instagram account, uh, uh, uh dan.briski uh, and people can find me on Facebook, uh, Though I have to admit that uh, I was a bit lazy and uh, didn't uh, upload uh, any photos uh, recently and so on. And I need to I need to rebuild my website and so on because uh, the pictures there are getting old.
0: <laughs> I and yeah, I and,
1: know the feeling. Uh, and yeah, I've done uh, you know some new stuff, uh, some stuff that I think it's uh, better than, uh, the old, uh, photographs. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully I'll have a new website by, uh, by September.
0: Oh, great. Well, we'll certainly provide links to all of these, uh, these locations. And, uh, well, Dan, I just really want to thank you. So nice to talk to you and, uh, appreciate your coming on the show.
1: Yeah, the same here. It was, uh, nice to talk to you again. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope we'll have another uh, tour of uh, Slovenia and Croatia uh, uh, in near future. Absolutely, we will.
0: Well, folks, thanks for listening. And remember that you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, both at PhotoEnrichment and at Ralph Velasco. And be sure to visit my website at photoenrichment.com to see about upcoming tours and other announcements. I do have some spots left on my Romania trip coming up in September. Uh, Just one or two spots left for India in October and Cambodia in November is starting to fill up. Uh, Cambodia, one of my favorite places in the world, so uh, if you have an interest in that part of the world, please go to the website, check it out. Uh, If you join my mailing list, you'll receive a free copy of my 101 Photography Tips eBook just for doing so. It's over 150 pages. Uh, Also, if you're an iOS user and you're looking to create a more well-rounded set of images of your travels, be sure to download the travel photography app I created called My Shot Lists for Travel. It's free on iTunes and uh, it's meant to help you to um, bring back a variety of images from your travels. And to find out about Ugo, you can follow him on the social media networks and uh, just simply Google him or go to his website at ucphoto.me. Finally, be sure to put in a review of the show and the app on iTunes. Uh, This, of course, helps us to be found by others. And remember, if you keep at it, you can't get worse at photography. Now, get out and shoot.